Hello, and welcome back to a very spooky episode of Bad Movie Sunday. And happy Halloween. We're so excited to put out an episode on Halloween. I am one of your hosts, Ashley. And I am your other spooky host, Amy. So spooky. And if you're new to this podcast, we are a very spooky podcast. Well, for about a month, a year. <laughs> um, <laughs> that watches bad movies sometimes spooky movies so you don't have to and we roast them we toast them and we always have a lot of fun and today's movie is ooh, okay it's the witches the 2020 version Do, okay amy i gotta ask we did not go to the same for those of you that don't know, Amy and I have been friends for a while. We were in high school together, university together, middle school together. We did not go to the same elementary school, though. Did you have to read the witch's book in elementary school? Absolutely not. I feel like it would have scared the shit out of me. I think well, the only right. <laughs> roll doll book I read was Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, which is good because his books are kind of creepy. And I feel like Charlie and the Chocolate Factory is like the least creepy of them all, but how was that experience for you, Ashley? Because I'm getting the sense that you did have to read it. Yeah, and uh, it was not good. Also, I did, for some reason, my the teachers in my elementary school loved Roald Dahl, for whatever reason. And we had to read a lot of Roald Dahl books. We had to read uh, Trolling the Chocolate Factory, The Witches, the, the, the Twits, The Twitches, whatever that one was called, James and the Giant Peach. And you know what? They all terrified me. They were all horrible experiences. I know this might be a hot take, Roald Dahl is kind of a, a classic, child, well, would we call him a children's book author? <laughs> because all his books mm, probably scarred me for life. To this day, I'm terrified of his stories. <laughs> so. Yeah, classic children's torturer. Um, yeah. Fully agree. Even like, you know, Matilda was kind of creepy. Even Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, it's like, oh, he he, Violet Beauregard turned into a blueberry. And I'm like, that's Fucking terrifying, dude. He he, that fat kid got fucking sucked up a giant pipe and was like suffocating in chocolate and, and half the children died. And did you see that psychedelic tunnel scene? <laughs> that was terrifying. Charlie the Chocolate Factory is not a kid's movie. It's a psychological horror. <laughs> so. it's like pre-Hunger Games, literally mm-hmm. hungry games, because they were oh all damn God. hungry for that chocolate and whatnot. Battle to the Death for the mm-hmm. Chocolate Factory. It's so... And then fucking don't even get me started. I was so mad. I don't even know if I told you this, Ashley. I took this test a while ago. <laughs> In university? It was, it, okay, it wasn't like a test test. It was like an online test to tell you what TV slash movie <laughs> characters you're most like. Okay? Like a BuzzFeed quiz. Kind of like a BuzzFeed quiz. It was like okay. a lot more in-depth. They gave you like 300, your top 300. They had like characters from the office and like you know whatever um in my top 50 this is so embarrassing in my top 50 grandpa joe grandpa (laughs) joe from charlie the chocolate factory um you know what i get it (laughs) you know you know what do you know what i kind of see that (laughs) you know what it's true and that's why i'm mad about it because i do only get out of bed when it's convenient for me when it gets me some money when it gets me some chocolate okay i see where they're coming from but rude. Rude to call me out like that. Listen, it's a good joke. <laughs> yeah. It's a great joke, even. <laughs> but I'm going to need you to stop. <laughs> yeah, literally. My Grandpa Joe asked, 
like, please don't. Okay. <laughs> oh, grab Joe. Such a relatable character. It literally doesn't do anything with his life. Just lays in bed doing nothing. And then the second his grandchild is like, um, want some uh, free food over that? Grandpa's like, oh, time to go, son. My my ailments have been healed. <laughs> Jumping out of bed, hopping, skipping, running. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I actually I haven't heard of the witches before you this. You are and a lucky child. I know. And after I saw this version, I went back and watched the 1990 version, mm. uh, which is I feel like it's kind of more of a cult classic because from the reviews I read on IMDb, a lot of people really seem to like that version. Compared to this version, have you seen that one? Here's the thing. <laughs> Let me go over my history, I guess, with specifically The Witches by Roldal. So I had to read it in like grade three or something like that, which for any of you that have kids or are a teacher or anything is like, for future reference, a bad age to get kids to read <laughs> specifically the witches because it's literally a horror book it's terrifying so i had to read that when i was a wee child and it literally gave me nightmares for years um i'd be like at the grocery store looking at all the old grandma ladies around me being like are they wearing gloves <laughs> are they wearing a hat <laughs> witches are real <laughs> they're going to kill me so um, that was literally a traumatic experience of my childhood. Damn, dude. And so I never wanted anything to do with the witches again. I think I blocked that out from my mind. I didn't even know there was a 1990s version because anything that had witches in it, I was like, mm, no thanks, bye-bye. <laughs> Not about to get turned into a rat. Mm-hmm. So only recently when I had when I was watching this version, the 2020 version, when I was looking at reviews and stuff, people were saying that it wasn't as comparable to the 1990 version. I was like, what? So I was going to go back and rewatch the, or watch for the first time the 1990s version, but I figured it would give me nightmares as an adult as well. So I watched clips on YouTube, but I have not seen the full movie because I'm a scaredy cat. <laughs> yep, I feel that. I feel that. I feel like that version is... Maybe because I'm not a child, but I'm still kind of a scaredy cat. I feel like that one is also scary, but in a different way. Because this one had, like, CGI, weird, scary, and we'll get into this later when they describe the witches, but this one was more, like, CGI scary. And that's more like, because it had, like, Jim Henson puppets in it and it was like a full body witch it was body horror it was, uh, movie. Yeah, it was and it, but it was like more campy but it was like still scary yes yeah i get that i i think we're gonna talk a lot about the the differences between the two and i honestly don't remember a lot uh from the book because as i mentioned it scarred <laughs> me for life but I do remember sort of the, the beats um, of the book. And from what I've seen of the 1990s version, this one, the 2021, sticks a lot closer to the book, um, which is interesting. I think Roald Dahl, like, put in his will or something that he wanted any future version of The Witches to be, like, more similar to the book <laughs> than the 1990 version. Oh, yeah. Um, I think he hated the 1990 version because they changed the ending and we'll go over that at the end. At the at the actual ending. 
so we're going to go into this movie and talk about it scene by scene. So if you care about spoilers for The Witches, you can watch it by yourself, come back and listen to our thoughts about it. Otherwise, we're going to we're going to get into it, break it down scene by scene. Um, but before we do, as always, because honestly, you may need it uh, for watching this movie. I know it's a kid's movie, but it's also kind of horrifying. <laughs> Um, so we have a specialty drink and a drinking game that you can use that to drink along to uh, some points that we're going to go over for a little drinking game. So the drink we have for today is called Witch Panties. <laughs> Not Witch Panties. Who, who knows? Witch pa- no, it's Witch Panties. You know, panties <laughs> that belong to witches. And... If the title has not grabbed you, maybe the website will. Because I'm getting this recipe from seductioninthekitchen.com. And I told Ashley this before we started recording, but that sounds like a KFC movie. It sounds like KFC 2, Seduction in the Kitchen, get Mario Lopez back up in here with his little gray hair, his little gray beard, (laughs) and make this damn witch cocktail. So... For the witch panties, you're going to need two ounces of Midori liqueur, one ounce of raspberry vodka, and half an ounce of light cream. And super simple, what you got to do is in a cocktail shaker, add the Midori and the raspberry vodka, pour into a glass, slowly pour in the cream, and then enjoy. Yeah, we were um we, we were wondering whether the uh the witch's panties was perhaps a bit too risque for a child's a children's movie. But then we were like, is is this is this a children's movie? Because even reading the original Roald Dahl book, I was like, is this a kids book? It's kind of up in the air, really, right? Yeah, super scary, super horrifying. I don't think I would recommend. Uh, showing this to your kids on Halloween, or even just yourself watching this. I know in the past couple episodes, the other two Halloween episodes we've done this season of the podcast, which is our fun season, by the way, and we did think this movie was going to be a lot more fun coming into it. Um, in those two episodes, you and I had very different, opposite, actually, yeah. opinions on both of the movies, but now I feel a sense that we're kind of reuniting. We're kind of getting back on track because that doesn't happen very often where, where we disagree on a movie. Like one of us likes it and the other doesn't. And I feel like we're back on our usual track where we both kind of agree. I'm getting the sense that we both kind of agree on the direction our ratings are going to go in, in terms of this movie. So this is a Halloween miracle, if you will. Yes. You know what? I'm so glad that I'm pretty I'm getting the sense from you, too, about how you feel about this film and how ironic it is that a movie about curses and magic and, and witches is the film that would break our curse of disagreeing on a movie. <laughs> so we do have a little drinking game to go along with that drink. If you want to drink along to our podcast, we'll try to say when these things happen. Or if you if you do against, you know, our warnings, want to watch this movie. Uh, or even, I guess, if you want to watch the 1990 version, they're pretty much the same in a lot of ways. Whatever, you know, one of these things happens, we'll try to yell out drink. Um, I think we're going to go back and forth. I can start. So take a drink every time someone turns into a mouse. 
Yep, that is also my first point. It's kind (laughs) of the point of this movie. (laughs) Mine is drink every time the fat kid Bruno says he's hungry. Okay, I have every time you see an animal. That's good. And, uh, well, I would say every time you see a CGI animal, but every single animal in this movie is CGI for literally whatever reason. Mm -hmm. Um, Every time the witches, and this is going to make sense uh, once we talk about it, open their mouths more than mouths should be stretched open, you'll Mm -hmm. see. Mm-hmm. Even if you just watch the trailer, you'll you'll see, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, my last one is every time Anne Hathaway, who's kind of the main witch, says the word stupid. Oh, that's good. Okay, well, that was it for me. So <laughs> we will try to yellow drink when these things happen in the podcast, but we forget literally every time. So you're probably better off using that if you're planning on watching the movie, <laughs> which we're going to be going over in depth right now. So this is your last chance to leave for spoilers, which... Ooh, witch. Oh, witch. Oh, drink every time we say witch (laughs) in any sense of the word. (laughs) Which we're going to be getting into right now. So for anyone who hasn't heard of the witches, lucky you. Um, I do (laughs) have a summary here from Google, and it says, When an orphan encounters a witch, his grandmother takes him to a hotel in order to protect him. But in the same hotel, a group of witches is plotting to get rid of the children of the world. So we start off this movie getting a little bit of a backstory on how this world is kind of set up, you know. So in this version, it's, it's, you know, same, it's Earth, it's normal, but witches are real and they live among us. And they make a huge point of saying witches are real and they live among us. So as a child reading this book, I was like, witches are real. And they live among us. <laughs> and one thing about them is they hate kids specifically. They like to eat them. They like to squash them. To, they like to kill them. Or very dark for a children's <laughs> yeah, novel. <literally>. But, <laughs> but it's okay because they're, well, it's not okay. But there are specific <laughs> ways <laughs> that you can tell them apart from a normal old woman. Uh, they have gross ass bubbly bald heads. Uh, they have claws instead of hands. They have these like Joker mouths where the, the ends of the mouth stretch out really, really wide. Um, and they leave these kind of scars on the cheeks like the Joker. They have no toes except for Anne Hathaway, who has a single toe for some reason. And they have really, really, really large nostrils when they want to smell really good. Yeah. It's uh, a little different than the 1990 version. Uh, in this version, Anne Hathaway looks like Anne Hathaway, except with a Joker yes. mouth. Yes. Um, in the 1991, it's this thing where, like, they have to put on these realistic faces, face masks, uh, to cover the fact that their whole head is literally, like, decaying or something. Um, so that's fun. Yeah, they're coming out. The witches are part of the IMF from the Mission Impossible Universe. <laughs> coming out with their uh, uh, realistic 3D face renders. <laughs> Honestly, I think this movie would have been improved if they were, like, coming down from the ceiling on their little spy ropes. What else do they do with the Mission Impossible? They blow up the, the Kremlin. <laughs> Just blow mm-hmm. stuff up. Oh. You know what I mean? Just yeah, yeah, yeah. spy stuff. 
yeah, the witchy stuff, like, there wasn't really a lot of witchy stuff. There was, like, one potion in this movie, but, like, we could amp it up, you know? Yeah, yeah. And like you said, both versions of the of the movie, and also I think in the books, they can hide the fact that they're witches. So they hide that they have claws by putting on long gloves, and they hide the fact that they have no toes by putting on shoes, and they hide their bald head with these head wraps and hats and stuff. And their mouths just kind of look like the Joker, uh, always. So, well, you could sort of tell them apart in this version. And... So, aside from the witches, the other main characters that we follow are this boy, who I don't think he has a name in the movie. And also his grandma, who also just, like, doesn't have a name. So I guess we'll call him the boy and the grandma. (laughs) Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's, like, a thing in the the books and in the... Maybe not in the 1990 version or whatever. But I I was looking on IMDb and Wikipedia, the most reliable source, as we know, just to kind of like read more. Because I was I wrote out all my notes for this movie about, you know, scene by scene, kind of what happened. And I realized at the end I was just calling him kid the whole time because I didn't have a name (laughs) for him. Um, And I went back and IMDb was like, yep, he doesn't have a name. They they just nickname him Hero Boy on IMDb. So love it. Original. Guess he just is unnamed. <laughs> so his life gets sadder than that. Uh, <laughs> than not having a name. Don't you worry. Because uh, in like the first scene, he gets into like a car accident with his parents and they're dead now. So he moves in with his unnamed um, grandma, who is played by Octavia Spencer. By the way, we haven't so mentioned it, but this cast is so fucking stacked oh yeah octavia spencer we got anne hathaway we mm. have like stanley tucci right and then um the voice of one of the other mice that we'll get to in a second is Kristen chenoweth Damn. what what the hell why did they see why did they see this script or or uh, read the book and they were like that's what i want to be in that that's what i want to be known yeah, for like- that's my next game <laughs> Literally, I don't get it. And also, the 1990 version had like some pretty good people in it. Yeah. Had Rowan Atkinson, yes. who Stanley Tucci takes over his role in this one. You know, so I I don't get it either. But the cast is fucking stacked. So the boy, you know, super depressed now that his parents are dead. The grandma's like, uh, "Don't worry, I know what's gonna cheer you up." She buys him a rat. So. <laughs> Yup. <laughs> I know whenever I failed the test in high school, my parents were like, new rat? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, why do I have like 50 rats? Rat infestation <laughs> in my damn house. Thanks, grandma. <laughs> so <laughs> one day the boy and his grandma are at like the grocery store or whatever. And he sees this like weird old lady who's just like, has a snake in her pocket or whatever and she offers him some candy and he's like mm, i think there might be something suspicious about this whole interaction and then he's like hey grandma this lady with a snake just like offered me a piece of candy also it's the 1960s um <laughs> hey grandma did you know it's the 60s <laughs> yeah. i don't know did they have all of those you know don't take stri- don't take candy from strangers ads yet in the 1960s i don't know anyway so he's like, hey, Grandma, this this lady, uh, Stranger Danger, she just offered me a piece of candy. And also, she had, like, a snake in her pocket. But whatever. <laughs> so the Grandma's like, oh, my God. Did she have a hat on? And he's like, yeah. And she's like, did she have gloves on? And he's like, yeah. She's like, 
Must be a witch. <laughs> Damn, it must be hard to spot witches in uh, Canada where uh, we are located. You know what, though? That was the thing. As a kid living in a little snowy Canada, the great white north, the Roald Dahl was like, witches are real and they live among us and they wear hats and gloves. And I was like, oh, my God, they're everywhere. Yeah, literally did not give us any more information than that. I don't even think he mentioned the fucking snake to her when he when he told her it's about this like, whole thing. The suspicious lady had a hat on, and the grandma's like, "We're leaving now." Witch, <laughs> witch alert! <laughs> so then, uh, the grandma's like super freaked out about this whole thing, and then we see that same witch like pass by their house outside, and I think the witch puts a curse on the grandma uh, because in the next scene the grandma starts like coughing a lot and also when the witch was passing by the house she said the word curses which I guess (laughs) put curses on her (laughs) you know the general curse for cursing people curses curses Mm -hmm. yeah witches they have to swear because if they try to do that thing where they're like, aw, fiddlesticks, aw, curses, they're literally going to put a curse on someone. Yeah, you're right. Um, so if you <laughs> see an old lady at the grocery store, the hat and gloves on, the middle of the winter, she comes up to you and she just says, hey, kid, fuck. <laughs> you are cursed, my man. You've got to go find a healer. Yeah, curses. I have just put curses on you um that's all it takes i guess because grandma is like fucking dying now literally every scene she's in from now on um this can be another drinking point drink every time the grandma starts coughing you yeah. think she's gonna die <laughs> so <laughs> the grandma's super freaked out because she tells him this story about you know while she's telling him that witches are real and how to spot them she also says and we get into this flashback where growing up her best friend who like lived right across the street from her got turned into a chicken by a witch. And in the flashback, we see that the witch that turned her friend into a chicken was Anne Hathaway, who looks the same. I guess they don't age. Yeah, I guess not. So uh, the grandma obviously is super freaked out that the witches are back in town or whatever. So she takes her little unnamed grandson and they decide to run away to this hotel that uh, the grandma has a connection with so she can get them uh, staying there. But fun for them, the hotel also happens to be exactly where this huge group of witches happen to be hosting a get together. Mm-hmm. WitchCon 1968 <laughs> in town. All the witches are there, led by Anne Hathaway. Also, we learn that witches can sniff out children because children smell like dog shit. Literally dog shit to them. They're like, what's that poopy smell? They check their shoes. Nothing. It must be a child. So this little kid is now in a hotel full of witches that want to squish him, eat him, stomp on him. Who knows what? It's like that group, that, that group punk, that Daft Punk song. Squish him, eat him, squish him, <laughs> turn him into a rat, and we squish him. <laughs> I love that. Daft Punk, contact us. Um, <laughs> he takes his little rat to this hotel. By the way, Stanley Tucci works at the hotel. He's like, please don't have your rat in my hotel <laughs> like perfectly normal like please don't bring 
your pet rat's in my hotel. And he's like, mm, sorry. <laughs> and he has his rat there. So one day he's trying to train his rat. And he's, like, looking for a place to train his rat. And he goes in this, like, empty ballroom, conference room type place. And he meets this other kid, Bruno. They get to talking, and then Bruno's mom uh, takes him away after a while. So he's just in this empty conference room alone training his rats. Again, just they don't address it. They're like, oh, yeah, he's just training his rats, by the way. To so do what? We'll never know. <laughs> No, it's just training. Here we come the next Rat Avengers. The Avengers. Well, that's taken. (laughs) American Rat Ninja Warrior. So he's training his rats. (laughs) And then Anne Hathaway comes. Oh my god! Oh my god! This is a Splinter origin story. (gasps) I was thinking the sad backstory of Stuart Little. We finally, (laughs) finally know what happens to him. Oh my god! Um, We know why Stuart can can talk and wears clothes and stuff he was cursed oh. by a witch literally someone said curses and that was it for him that was it it gets kind of sad at the end like we'll get to oh, the it end gets mega sad this is but like it, not a happy story it's really depressing at the end <laughs> anyways right now he's tr- i again i guess i have to say it again he's training his rat he's just in the ballroom <laughs> training his rat um, hiding in a corner, training his rat, and Anne Hathaway comes in. By the way, we mentioned the Joker smile. We mentioned, like, the bald head. Um, did we mention she has, like, I don't even know, a Sokovian accent? <laughs> I don't know. Like, some vague European that's also, like, 50 different accents into mm-hmm. one accent. Mm-hmm. Move over, Elizabeth Olsen. Um, <laughs> got a new Scarlet Witch into <gasps> Scarlet Witch. Oh my God, the connections oh, keep coming. Literally, do you think Scarlet Witch can turn someone into a rat? Oh, this she's is got a good question. She, she, she hacks got the her. whole ass town. She should be able to turn someone into a rat. She's like Vision, you're pissing me off. She turns him into a rat. <laughs> <laughs> so. All these damn witches, led by vaguely European Anne Hathaway, come into the room, and the boy hides under the stage, so they don't see him, or sniff him out, I guess. And just the main witch, Anne Hathaway, is like, okay, ladies, we can, like, remove our wigs, except she says it in her weird little accent. (laughs) And then they remove their wigs, and she's like, okay, let's remove our shoes, and then they remove... There's shoes, and she just, by the way, she has one toe. It's the middle toe. It's like a talon. Why? And she's the only one, too. All the, all her little <laughs> witch, <laughs> witch concubine, that's not, witch, well, witch friends. Well, yeah, <laughs> witch friends. Uh, well, <laughs> witch, witch friends of hers. Um, they all have no toes, and then Anne Hathaway comes in with her nasty little super long talon middle toe, <laughs> and she's the only one. And she does these like like little pirouettes on her one middle toe. <laughs> <laughs> like abnormally long middle toe. Mm-hmm. And you know, for what reason? Anyways, so they have like these three fingered hands and she has this one long middle toe and oh and she can fly also we know in this scene we just gotta fly so they're just like talking 
at their little witch conference and Anne Hathaway is like, okay, so here's the deal. We all have not been stomping on enough children. So I have a plan that's going to help us get rid of all the children. And her plan is for all of the witches, because all of these witches are like in different towns. And then this is like their annual meetup or whatever. So she's like, okay, so each of you are going to set up. This is like giving me Charlie and the Chocolate Factory vibes. She's like, each of you are going to set up a candy store. And in this candy store, you're going to sell candy with this special potion in it that can turn people into rats or mice. And then everyone's like, okay, sounds good to me. So then she's like, okay, I'm going to give you all the money so you can set up your candy store and turn all the children into rats. And then, you know, talking about our whole plan about turning children into rats, which, I mean, this is a dark movie already. Just kill them. You know, mm-hmm. you know what? I think she could have gotten away with just murdering these children. Just kill them. Like, what's what's the difference, really? Anyways, um, so she's like, okay, that's it. The plan's over. And then before they leave, though, she's like, what's that stinky ass, dirty ass, dog shit <laughs> smell coming from under the stage? And it's the little boy that she smells. And then she like kind of, you know, just like takes him out from under the stage and she like puts some potion drops in his ears or whatever and she's like haha you're a mouse now <laughs> <laughs> and oh my god we okay the 1990s version when they get turned into rats there's like little smoke coming out of their ears and then they're they shrink in their clothes and they turn into a rat in this version there is the most oh my god if you've seen the trailer that's all you need to see this the most unnecessary CGI where they're like skin little unnamed boy's skin is like bubbling off and it bubbles all the way into a mouse for what purpose on this podcast and we've mentioned it before we do not no like this unnecessary skin bubbling type because I think we mentioned in the last Octavia Spencer movie we did Thunder Force where Melissa McCarthy had for no reason at all so After she got these injections, she had these, like, weird rashes, warts, whatever, on her face. And then they went away after, like, five seconds. But, like, why did you need them? You didn't. Anyway, we are against that here on BMS. <laughs> we, if you're, like, a, a filmmaker and you're like, oh, my God, in my movie that's going to be released soon but still has time to be edited, we have a scene with people's skin bubbling and, and take it out. Just let me tell you right now, take it out. Unnecessary. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets is a near-perfect movie. But that one scene where they uh, have to drink the polyjuice potion and their skin is uh, bubbling, oh my god, <laughs> horrifying. Absolutely terrifying, horrifying. Why they keep putting these specifically in kids' movies is beyond me. Literally, what is the point? No point. No point. That's, you know, that's Which just point? our little... <laughs> yeah there's that's that. just our little warning to all of you filmmakers out there so she turns him into a mouse disgusting transformation into a mouse also that other kid bruno that that the main guy uh met before he comes in and also gets turned into a mouse because she gives him some chocolate so they're both mice and also he has that mouse that he was training who is just voiced by Kristen chenoweth Kristen, why? Kristen? 
But I, th- I think they also give her some kind of a backstory her, uh, here, too, where unnamed boy is like, oh, Kristen Chenoweth mouths. You can talk? And then she's like, yeah, I used to be a human, but I got turned by a witch like 10 years ago. And they're like, oh, sick. Okay. And okay, I was wondering, because we got unnamed boy and we got Bruno boy, and they both sound like boys. And then we got Kristen Chenoweth, who sounds like a middle-aged woman, which is a strange <laughs> choice to to be uh, a, another child mouse. But I guess it makes sense in terms of, like, mouse years, how old she is, right? Yeah, because the main mouse guy's voice also changes because there's, like, his older self narrating the whole movie. Right. And that's voiced by Chris Rock, who is also in this movie. Yeah. <laughs> so I, yeah, I guess like their voice changes as they age in mouse years, which again, like the ending is very sad because mice don't live that long. No, to mice. Now you got me wondering. It, I hate that this movie makes me ponder the question: Do mice go through puberty? Hmm. Because your voice deepens when you go through puberty. Is that, mm. do mice's little squeaks get deeper? Squeak, squeak. <laughs> <laughs> That's when they transition from a mouse to a rat. Oh, and we see a lot of As rats. As everyone knows, it's the same creature. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> One Pokemon evolution, <laughs> mouse to rat. Mm-hmm. So yeah, everyone's just a mouse at this point. All the children are mice. Also, we learn that the witches, again, can fly, and they also, like, can shoot electricity out of their hands and eyes? Which and, never comes up again. Yeah, it, they never mention it again. I'm like, oh my god, so many cool witch powers. They're gonna have like an epic battle at the end. Mice versus witches. Grandma versus witches. <laughs> but, um, no. No, um, well, I mean, we're gonna get into it pretty soon, but just a sneak peek, a little hint, a little foreshadowing. Instead of a big epic battle where the witches get to use all their rad powers, the climax of this movie is soup. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. Speaking of Stuart Little and all these other mouse creatures, uh, Remy, Ratatouille. Oh, my gosh. Yes. Same same backstory. Like, they gotta, this, this movie, when you introduce this movie into the world, it, you know, paves the way for all of these intricate lores to be passed on to other movies. Like, Remy mm-hmm. from Ratatouille, Stuart Little, do we really know why they can talk as rats? We need a backstory that we were not provided. We have been mm-hmm. asking, waiting for years for the Ratatouille prequel where we find out why Remy and his gang can talk like humans. And I think we finally got it in The Witches 2020. Mm-hmm. Ratatouille. And then <gasps> there's a two in the middle of... Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, oh my God. Oh my. Pixar. Beautiful. We got an idea for you. Ratatouille. Yeah, and then this is like Remy's past, how he came to be. He was cursed mm-hmm. by a witch. A witch came upon him, said the word curses, uh, and he has become a rat with a passion for food. And, you know, in this movie, I was hoping... Because there are, again, a lot of soup scenes, a lot of kitchen scenes. I was hoping for a little Ratatouille-esque shenanigan. Wherein a rat jumps on a person's head and pulls their hair and controls their body. <laughs> um, we didn't get that. Majorly oh disappointing. 
imagine this. I just got a, a flash, a vision in my mind of the okay. perfect scene that that crosses the Witches 2020 with Ratatouille of whenever that came out. We, okay, here, setting the scene. We've got this kid, right, that's been turned into a, a little rat. Let's say he, he doesn't, okay, here's the thing. Unnamed boy. We don't get a name for unnamed hero boy. For all we know, his name could be Remy. So imagine Remy the boy gets turned into a rat by all these witches, but he he sees them only in their human form. He doesn't see them as their witches. So they turn him into a little mouse. He escapes, whatever. And then there's a scene where he is like, okay, I'm going to try to take down these witches, try to turn them against each other. So he jumps onto Anne Hathaway's head and, and starts trying to like, pull her hair and control her or whatever like he was able to do uh to the chefs in the kitchen when he was trying to make himself a delicious lunch um we'll include a cooking scene for the, <laughs> rat- for the ratatouille fans <laughs> and he starts you know pulling on a hathaway's hair and he's trying to control her like he did the to the the kitchen boys but it's not working why and hathaway pulls it off it's a wig it's not oh. even connected to her and she's like gotcha bitch us witches don't have real hair and he's like oh, and he has to figure out a new way to take them down because he can't use his ratatouille powers oh my god literally snatched her wig that's my wig okay this is excellent the backstory that we all needed the prequel ratatouille ratatouille even though it's a prequel <laughs> yes <laughs> the pre-sequel ratatouille colon the pre-sequel dash <laughs> Witch's wig or which wig? Question mark. Which wig? Question mark. But it's got to be spelled W I T C H. Yeah. Which and he's got to figure out which. Maybe. He's, oh, maybe. Oh, ah, maybe there's one of the witches that's like trying to infiltrate the witch's gang. So one of them's not real, and he has to figure out like which one has the real hair, so he can actually control him. And he's like, oh, which wig? But spelled like oh. witch. Oh my god, girl. Oh my god. Pixar, hit us up, tweet at us. Ratatouille, <laughs> the pre-sequel is here. And you know what we're going to do, or shall I say not going to do as filmmakers? We are not going to have any bubbling boils in we our movie. taken that out. Disgusting. Bleh. Hate it. Not the vibe. Absolutely not the vibe. Um, there are going to be a lot of rats. There are going to be a lot of wigs. There <laughs> yeah. are going to be a lot of rats snatching wigs. Okay, mm-hmm. Even in the theaters. Um, we're gonna have a 4D experience. We're gonna release the rats and they're gonna go around and snatch your wigs. Be careful if you're wearing a wig in the theater. <laughs> they will be checking. And for they all of you who are, who are not gonna be wearing wigs to the theater, they will control your body through your hair. Yes. Oh no. Oh my gosh. <laughs> a little something for everyone. You gotta shave your head before you go. It's a, it's a toss up, right? Do you wanna get your wig snatched or do you wanna get your body controlled? Cause one of them is gonna happen. Mm-hmm. Wig snatchers versus body snatchers. Oh my god. Stop it. That's a great, that's even better than which wig <laughs> title. Okay. Hear this. <laughs> Ratatouille <laughs> colon the pre-sequel dash which wig question mark and then in parentheses. What'd you just say? Um, wig snatchers versus body snatchers. Oh my god. It's literally the perfect title. A bit of a mouthful, but the perfect title. And we're not uh, gonna sacrifice any part of it. Amazing. Perfect. 
Um, we will be collecting our check at the end of the episode. Thank you, Pixar. So this poor little kid gets turned into a mouse along with this other kid that he made friends with. Um, I believe his name is Bruno. Um, and him and Bruno and Kristen Chenoweth, the other talking mouse, they all have to escape the witches. And they regroup after and they're like, what are we going to do? Uh, we, we all got turned into mice. So they decide to go to the grandma to try to, to to get some help because the grandma knows a bit about these witches and she can probably help them formulate a plan to take them down. Yeah, so the grandma says that if they can get their hands on a bottle of the potion um, that the witches want to put in the chocolate and the candy and everything that turns people into mice slash rats, if they can get some of the potion, then she can kind of make some kind of a cure to turn them back into human children. So they have this little mouse heist. Amazing, by the way. Love that. So <laughs> there's a little mouse heist to break into Anne Hathaway's room, which is right under their room in the hotel, to get some of the potion. Also, Anne Hathaway has a cat. Not relevant. Um, a, a CGI cat. Why is it CGI? I don't know. No, well, that's a question that will never be answered. It doesn't do any stunts. It doesn't really do anything. It doesn't really have any... doesn't really matter in the plot, except at the very end for, like... Five seconds. So there's a cat. He has to get past the cat. He does get the potion. The grandma, you know, brings him up in a little sock that she, you know, sent down so he can go down to her balcony. And Anne Hathaway sees the grandma and she's like, do I know you from somewhere? And the grandma's like, no. Anyway. (laughs) And that's the end of that. So then the grandma tries to make the little counteractive cure and then she makes one potion and she's like "Mm, this isn't working i give up (laughs) (laughs) yeah uh she tries once and she's like well that's it for me i guess y'all are gonna be mice forever and the kids are like well guess that's us (laughs) yeah they don't really they don't ever really seem like stressed that they're mice now no um, they're kind of into it, actually. They're like <laughs> weirdly very happy that they are all mice suddenly. To be fair, if you turned me into a mouse tomorrow and you were like, you don't have to go to school, Shit. you don't have to get a job, damn. Plus, you get to die in ten years. <laughs> I'd be like, <laughs> perfect. Um, you know, have you ever thought about that? You're just like sitting on the bench. You see some Canadian goose <laughs> come by, and you're like, damn. You know, the life of a goose. You just, like, kind of chill by the pond, scare off joggers, and you got, like, no worries in the world. You just live your life, man. Yeah, the geese have it the best, because here in Canada, it's the geese. I think in England, it's, like, the swans or something. Untouchable. Literally, it's illegal to do anything to them. Literally Um, gods. Literally gods here. There's this whole thing in Hot Fuzz where you, there's this annoying swan and they can't do anything about it because it's like illegal to hurt them or hunt them or whatever. You can't touch the fucking geese here. So they got it good. And also they're like super aggressive. You just like going about your day. They're like chomping at you, <laughs> chomping at your legs. Mm-hmm. Very fun trying to make it to classes when there's literally a, a, a gang. I don't know what the, the plural for geese is, but I'm going to say it's gang because that is a pretty <laughs> accurate title. A, a gang of geese just blocking your path when you're trying to make it to the science building. And they just will not. And they'll chase you. They will chase you. 
Welcome to Canada. <laughs> yeah, welcome to Canada. Welcome to our university campus. We have like a little pond in the middle for no reason other than to attract these stupid little geese who, who leave their little poos idea. everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think it would be pretty cool to be a mouse, though. Yeah, thing is, like, mice have, like, predators and stuff, though. You know, like, if you like, there's, like, an owl coming by, a snake. We don't have much of those in Canada. But a goose? You can do whatever you want as a goose. You're baller. That's true. That's true. And they also, like, have the confidence to, like, go up to you, steal your food, just run you off the bench that you're just sitting on, minding your own business on. <laughs> you know, that's really nice, because I feel like the both of us, Confidence is a, a little, you know, lacking. We, mm. you, we, I think we both do that thing that a lot of people do where you have to kind of, if you're going to go order some fast food, you have to sit in your car and memorize how you're going to say your order for 30 minutes <laughs> before you have the mental capacity to go up and actually order. Um, but geese, dude, they just go up to someone. They're like, give me your sandwich, bitch. And you give them your sandwich because that goose will beat you up. They are literally like high school bullies. That you see in teen movies all the time, shoving you against your locker, saying, give me all your lunch money, except I don't want the money. I just want the lunch. So first, I want you to go and buy the sandwich, and then I'm going to steal it from you. They're just like running, except they're not just running the school. They're running the world. The world is their school. Ooh. Because they're always learning, and they're always schooling. Damn. Why do these witches <laughs> turn people into geese? Just make it a little easier on them. Um, unfortunately, these kids are just mice, and they're going to stay mice because grandma's like, mm, I give up on trying to find a cure. So <laughs> they're like, okay, well, I guess we got to do something else. Uh, why don't we turn the witches into mice? So they have this whole plan where they're going to sneak into the hotel kitchen and put the potion in the soup that Anne Hathaway ordered for all of her witchy friends. So there's this little ratatouille-esque kitchen scene our little boy remy's trying to cook this is ratatouille the pre-sequel this is a scene where he learns how to cook for the first time falls in love with cooking because he has to get the potion into the soup without anybody noticing that there's a rat in the kitchen and i was thinking just jump under their hats and control them by their hair i guess they didn't have the rights to do that from he'll learn that in the sequel don't worry yeah so so instead, what he does is he just, like, drops the whole bottle into the soup, like, glass and all. <laughs> I guess like, no, no one notices. Yeah, no, no one wonder got- they got those big-ass joker scars on their lips. Because oh. they're eating their soup, and all of a sudden they get cut by a piece of glass. Cut their damn mouth open. Does, gl- does, does glass... How how hot does glass have to be to melt? If you put a glass bottle into some boiling water, would you melt the glass? I don't think so. You ever seen those like kind of glass blowing videos where yeah. you gotta put them in the oven or whatever it is, and they gotta be like red hot. You gotta handle them with these thick ass gloves and these huge tongs or whatever. I don't think some boiling soup is gonna cut it. No, so they're just eating the glass, huh? Just chomping away. They're like, hmm, there's there's chunks in this soup. I thought this was uh, supposed to be a smooth. Well, guess I'm just going to continue eating it. Yeah. (laughs) They're like, "Mm, are there like croutons? Are these like bacon crumbles? 
Um, oh, oh, this is glass? Okay, lovely. Could I get an extra side of glass to put in my soup, please? So the, the mice, all the boys, put the glass shards along with the potion uh, into this soup that all the witches are going to be eating at like lunchtime. They all gather in the dining area. They're all being served this nasty looking pea soup. And all the witches are eating it. They're like, mm-mm, delicious, kind of crunchy, but kind of good. <laughs> um, and all the witches are eating it. And Anne Hathaway is about to take a sip. But across the room, she sees the grandma again. And she's like, no, you know what? I do recognize you. And she comes over to the grandma. And, okay, they kind of set up in the beginning of this that, you know, the reason why the witches wear their hats and their wigs and their gloves and stuff is to hide in plain sight from the humans. And yet Anne Hathaway, who uh, I don't know if we mentioned is the leader of all these witches, is just like straight up coming over to this grandma to be like, I know you. I cursed your your friend child as a kid um, because I'm a witch. I'm a witch. Did you know? I'm a witch that cursed your friend child. And what are they not supposed to be hiding? You know, that's what I thought too. But I guess like she already knows that she's a witch, so it's okay. But like, uh, is it? <laughs> like there are people at the tables beside them. Well, anyway, she says, "Oh, by the way, I'm a witch. As you remember, I cursed your friend." <laughs> And um, I just want to rub it in your face a little bit. And the grandma's like, you know what I'm going to rub in your face is you're going to turn into a rat in five seconds because you ate the soup. And Anne Hathaway's like, I didn't actually eat the soup because I came over here to talk to you instead. <laughs> and she's like, oh, shit. So the plan worked on all the, the other witches, though, because all the now left and right, all the other witches throughout the room are, are blasting into the air for some reason, <laughs> turning into mice. <laughs> Well, they're more like nasty rats in this scene. I don't know how the potion decides who gets turned into a mouse and who gets turned into a a rat, but uh, they get turned into rats, except for Anne Hathaway. And uh, so little unnamed boy is like, well, we have to get Anne Hathaway because she's the leader of all these witches. So all the little mice kids run away to... Anne Hathaway's room to try to steal one more bottle of potion so that they can give it to Anne Hathaway. But while they're searching for the potion, which they do find one, Anne Hathaway comes into her room and she catches them in the act. The grandma's there with with them in Anne Hathaway's room and Anne Hathaway tries to kill the grandma and we have not mentioned this yet, but another just, you know, witchy little trick that they can do is just elongate their arms read richard style in just the grossest way possible they don't do it in like a straight line smooth line like oh i'm just gonna reach across a room and grab that little thing over there it's like their arms twist and turn and like looks like they're like getting fractured or whatever just like twist and turn in like the grossest way possible uh, across the room to try to like kill the grandma and meanwhile this whole time stanley tucci who i think is like the most normal (laughs) he's he's kind of like the guy in the b movie who's like hey why are you in love with a bee you know he's just kind of like the normal dude in in the weird movie the whole time he's like the manager of the hotel and he's been like trying to get rid of the fucking rats in the hotel 
by the way, I want to see this movie from his point of view where he's just having a normal dining experience and all of a sudden all the guests are turning into rats. (laughs) Because it's like very obvious. It's not like, oh, they're just like subtly turning it. They're like blasting off Team Rocket style across the room, turning into rats. Anyway, the whole time he's been setting up like rat traps all over the hotel. And in this scene, the little mouse kids are hiding under Anne Hathaway's bed, and there's a bunch of rat traps or mouse traps under the bed. And <laughs> this is honestly, <laughs> this is mm, disgusting, terrifying, but also iconic. <laughs> Anne Hathaway is just tapping her two long toes <laughs> that are in the middle of her feet, just tapping them away. And the kids push these mouse traps under her toes and get her toes stuck in the mouse traps. And at the same time, the little main mouse kid catapults himself across the room, like soaring up into the sky. And as Anne Hathaway is screaming because her toes are in the mouse traps, he drops once again. He doesn't drop just the liquid in the vial. He drops no. the entire vial into her throat. So she gets the potion just down her throat. And somehow she manages not to choke to death. But instead she turns into the most ugly, horrendous looking rat so far. She looks more like a possum, I think, than a rat. Also, it's like this huge ass rat. I'm so sorry, Stanley Tucci, for everything you have to go through in this movie. Because there's so many rats in your damn hotel. But she turns into this huge rat. And the grandma puts a little vase or something over her and traps her. And then feeds her to the cat. So she's dead. She's dead. <laughs> so then, you know, as they're they're searching through Anne Hathaway's room to just kind of uh, get all the other vials of... The rat turning potion, um, they find a key, a mysterious key that unlocks Anne Hathaway's stash of money that she just has in a, a suitcase, I guess. And also a list in a book of every known witch on the planet in the world. So they come up with this plan that the, the four of them, the grandma and the three little mouse kids are going to travel the world and turn all of the witches into rats uh, with their own potion. Um, they're gonna be able to do it with all that money they found. And they're, they're also gonna do it by hiring a child, a child's army for some reason. Mm-hmm. Why they wouldn't use adults, which would make more sense because the witches can't smell them out. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Guess they didn't think of that. Yeah. And also the grandma is like, oh, so now that you're gonna all be rats, I guess. Oh, also this, other kid bruno his parents just rejected him for being a rat so he he has to live with the grandma and the main boy now seems cool with it yeah i think he's cool with it he didn't really like them anyway so (laughs) the grandma's like oh by the way kids mice like normal mice only live three years but since you're human mice you're gonna live maybe three times that which is you know again just 10 years and they're like super pumped about it They're like, you know what? That's a good deal. And I get it. But also, if I heard that when I was 10 years old or however old they are, I would have been like, oh, my God, that's so sad. Now I'm like, "Mm, 
that means I don't have to do my midterm because I'm a rat now. Back then, I would have been like, oh, my God, my life is over. I'm a rat. They seem so psyched about it. Literally, okay, one of the last lines of this movie is little unnamed boy talking to his grandma about how he's so happy that they'll both die together. So Again, dark. is this a children's movie? I can't tell. Someone give me the answer. It literally, the grandma's like, you're only going to live for like less than 10 years. And the boy is like, sick. You too, probably. Guess we'll both die. <laughs> and then the movie ends. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and in the last scene where they're like telling the children their little child army about, oh, this is what you need to look out for, for witches or whatever. The other two mice aren't in that scene. Are they dead already? Oh no, oh my god, I didn't think of that. I guess Kristen Chenoweth has already been a mouse for like 10 years. So, so mm. she, she's probably super dead. Bruno is probably dead. Wow, that's yeah. a great note to end this children's movie on, huh? They also try to like zhuzh it up a little. There's this little montage of like postcards as the years go by. Um, they have like a, a Merry Christmas postcard. <laughs> they have, have a Mice Christmas. They have. Are you naughty or mice? <laughs> Damn. Well, those will be all of our Christmas specials for our Ratatouille uh, sequel movie. <laughs> yeah. So that is the end, thankfully, of the movie. Wow. Okay. So much to cover. Wow. Okay. I mean, I guess. Okay. You fully saw the 1990 version, right? How did? What was your kind of thoughts between the two? Ooh, it's so hard to say which one I liked better. Because is there a better? They're well, both disgusting in different ways. Um, I think if I, if I was held to gunpoint and, and was told to pick one to show to a child, I, I guess I would pick the 1991 because that one is more scary in like, oh, I know this is like a puppet thing this is like a full body cast that she's wearing thing um but it's still like super uber creepy but this one is like cgi scary so it's it's hard to and also in the 1991 there was no thing about like this one extra long toe on the baby's <laughs> foot i think they just had no toes and uh they had normal well Actually, you know what? They, their hands in this one had three fingers on each hand. And in the other one, they had five fingers on each hand, but their hands were like longer. <laughs> I don't know how to describe it. I wouldn't recommend it to anybody, but a lot of the reviews seem to like the 1991. I don't know if it's like a nostalgia thing or what, whatever, but I was like, oh, I don't like this one either. So I, I feel like any version of the witches is going to be bad and, and spooky and creepy and fun. Not not fun is what I meant to say. And depressing, <laughs> I think, is just sort of the vibe of this story out of. Again, I only saw clips of the 1990 version because, again, I think it would have given me nightmares. I would kind of say. And he, okay, I'm not disagreeing with you. Okay, the curse is lifted. Oh, oh okay. We have we have established that. <laughs> I'm trying to go the opposite direction and say that this one was less scary than what I've seen of the 1990 version, just because of the 
1990 version used like practical effects and prosthetics, and this movie was full CGI. And I don't know if it's just because I'm older than I was when I was 10, <laughs> but um, <laughs> the CGI looks like CGI, dude. And like in the 1990 version, they have, like we said, this kind of Mission Impossible thing where they, they take off their face and underneath is this kind of really nasty, gross, witchy face versus in this version. It's just it's and it's just Anne Hathaway and Anne Hathaway is a really pretty lady. So it's just a really pretty Anne Hathaway with a Joker mouth. And you're like, that's Anne Hathaway. <laughs> so it wasn't, to me, it wasn't as scary. You know what? That is true. That is true. I, I will agree with you. I was thinking that the other one was like better because it was campier. But you know what? You're right about this one being more pleasing to the eye, shall we say, just by being Anne Hathaway instead of being like, a crusty old witch under a normal person. <laughs> yeah, either way, you, you just lose. I will say that the CGI looked like CGI to us, but I feel like if I watched this when I was 10, I would not, you know, know the look of CGI. Um, and I feel like their mouths would have freaked me out in this one. Yeah, it's just, it's just kind of gross. It's just... You know, they're both just gross. They are super gross. Like, mm, again, I literally can't tell if this is a kid's movie or not. I feel like this one was probably more of a kid's movie just because of how it wasn't as scary in terms of visuals. Because it was literally just Van Helping. Um, and her creepy <laughs> one toe. But... <laughs> I mean, like along the lines of the CGI thing, it was it was kind of weird that, like we mentioned, they had, you know, all the all the rats or the mice or whatever CGI, which why not? I guess you need to make them move in certain ways. The snake that that one lady takes out of her jacket in the beginning is CGI. The chicken that the girl turns into is CGI, both as she's turning into a chicken and also just in the chicken coop, chilling as a chicken. They were like, do we need to get a real? No, we'll just use CGI. And of course, Anne Hathaway's cat, who does only cat things. He chills in Anne Hathaway's arms and then he chills in a cage and then he eats Anne Hathaway and all those things I think could have been done with a real cat instead of it's not just that it was CGI it was it was bad CGI so I know a kid probably wouldn't be able to tell but like this movie coming out in 2020 the CGI already looked dated you know yeah this is true yeah there are just cons both of them sorry by the way if you like either of these movies they're fine halloween movies if you want a little spookiness in your life i don't think this was the kind of spookiness that i was looking for yeah let's go over a couple of other things so they had good music at the beginning of this movie where it takes place in the 60s and they had some 60s songs and they didn't really do that in the middle or the end of the movie I would have liked to have some, like, old songs to to use when they're heisting or, like, when there's Ooh. little mouse chase scenes. Yes. But it was just, like, a score for, like, the the second half of the movie. And I was like, where's the oomph? You know, where's the pizzazz? You know what? This probably could have been a pretty good jukebox musical. But, like, yeah. with 60s music specifically. And, okay, non-diegetic, though. So I don't want, like, the 
the the mouse to break out into song, <laughs> just kind of like in the background, <laughs> yeah. like like Shrek does. But that could have been because there's been so many jukebox musicals over the year, the years. And uh, uh, we have a, a section on this podcast of, you know, things that we would change if we were in charge of any sort of production on this movie. And I think that's one thing that I actually really think would be interesting was to would to do it because it's a new take on jukebox musicals is to have it like comp- in a different era. Just do a 60s jukebox musical, which, to be fair, the kids watching this movie would not know. But as a kid watching Shrek, I didn't know Hallelujah. Or, or Viva La Vida. Those to me are the Shrek songs because I'd never heard them before. I just heard them in Shrek. And it would be kind of cool to kind of bring back that era of music in something like this, really build up the, the 60s atmosphere and introduce the music to kids through this movie. That would be actually a really cool way to go. Yeah. And like, I don't know if the uh, 1990 version took place in the 60s also, um, but they changed the setting in this one because that one took place in uh the UK I think and Norway I think Anne Hathaway's accent is supposed to be from Norway but who who knows uh honestly but yeah they changed the setting but it didn't really have that much of an impact on the story so like having a jukebox musical with like the actual songs from the era would have been so good and it also would have changed it from the 1990 version because as i was watching the 1990 version some of the scenes were like shot for shot literally the exact same and i don't really know why they remade it if they weren't gonna do anything different like yeah the effects were different but like but the effects really were worse. Do anything. Yeah, the, the effects, effects they were, were different, but they were also worse. They don't really do anything story-wise to, like, you know, make it different than the 1990 version. Except the ending, I guess. Yeah, uh, in the I, 1991, they they uh, turn back into human children. Yeah, and um, I saw this this commentary that made a good point that in the 1990s version, as you as Amy just said, it the the kids transform back into kids at the end because there's this one witch that was being bullied by the head witch and so she's like well i'm gonna turn good now and she turns the kids back into kids but then the kids still decide to go through with their plan to like turn all the witches into into rats or whatever and it's like but we just we just but we just learned that the witches have potential to be good now so i get that change to make it more accurate to the original book where all witches are bad and the kids stay as rats which is more depressing but more (laughs) accurate in the book yeah i think roald dahl like said hey if you're gonna make any more adaptations they better be the same endings as my books um i think that was his like stipulation for letting them make this movie but yeah i feel like there could have been like more i don't know it didn't need to be remade and there were some changes made from the 1990 version to this one, but I thought they were worse besides the ending, which was, you know, more depressing, but more <laughs> as the book. There were some changes, but they weren't like as good changes. Like, I, okay, I don't remember which version is more accurate to the book because, again, I've kind of blocked it out from my mind. But in the scene where we're talking about the grandma's friend, there's this little flashback to what happened to the friend uh, when, you know, she was a child and the witches took her or whatever. In this version, uh, she got turned into a chicken. The witches were like, we're going to turn this girl into a chicken. And uh, she's a chicken now. It wasn't really 
spooky or scary or anything. Versus in the 1990s version, there's this like really kind of like bone chilling thing that happens to the the friend where the witches put her in a, a painting and her parents notice her in the painting and they're like, that that looks like our our girl that went missing. And then over the years, the girl like is aging in the painting until one day she dies and she's like no longer in the painting anymore. Oh, are you kidding me? That's terrifying. Yeah, that was actually one of the parts that I liked about that version of the witches where yeah. um, she would like move around the painting. I think it's a painting that her dad painted so he's the one that notices "Mm, i didn't put her in there so yeah that was so good and in this one it's like oh she a chicken and (laughs) that's it (laughs) and you're like oh well would it really be so bad to like be a chicken you know what i mean like you get fed every day um people talking about her eggs were delicious and you're like okay well they didn't kill her she's just like living her life as a chicken i guess it's pretty rad chilling yeah (laughs) should i say just chicken (laughs) (laughs) I feel like, like, if, if, and I'm not a filmmaker, but I feel like if you have the passion to remake something, you know, based on literature or whatever, like The Witches, you're like, oh, I'm going to make this because I have the vision. I, I have a certain vision I want to do. I have something I want to change. But, like, even just watching clips of the 90s version, and again, I don't really like the story either way. But the camera work was something I really liked in the 1990s version, especially the scene in the like ballroom or conference room or whatever, where the main kid sees the witches for the first time and the witches turn him into a mouse. The camera work is really, really claustrophobic that whole time. It's like zooming very, very close in to all the witches when they're transforming into witches and they're taking their wigs off, getting snatched, all of that and then when the kid turns into a mouse, they do this thing where the the edges of the camera have cloth around it. And then the camera zooms back. So you as the viewer get the feeling of turning into a mouse and shrinking into your own clothes. Versus this one, we just get this really gross CGI scene of the kid bubbling and then he's a mouse. And you're like, that was gross anyway. Versus, I I, I don't know, I thought the the cinematography of the 90s version was weirdly better than, you know, 20, 30 years later when we should have learned a lot more about cinematography. You know what I mean? Yeah, this one felt like really safe. Like they didn't use a lot of like maybe they used like some tracking shots along the floor to follow the mice. But that's just so we can see the mice. It wasn't very like adventurous or very like fantastical. And it's a fantasy movie so usually there's some element of like interesting stylistic camera work but you're right there was like none and it's kind of like you know there's no judge there's just no judge in this movie yes it was just kind of i, I don't know weirdly weirdly dull i don't know yeah it was weird because it was so colorful they chose the 60s as the era to represent it which is such a like bold colorful era that i don't think they did that much with yeah i will say that i did like the costuming and the anne hathaway's dresses were very nice and everyone was styled nicely but other than that it was like if you want to do something creepy in a in a hotel give us some like shining vibes where he's like following one of the witches down a hallway and then the hallway ends but the witch isn't there or you know something like that yes you know what Um, i was gonna say that i think the only 
maybe changed that I liked was how, I don't know, the, the hotel in this one felt a lot bigger, a lot grander. But you know what? Actually, I like your point more. I would have liked it to be more of a kind of spooky hotel rather than, I don't know, it just seemed like a, a Hilton or something. Yeah, it was just like Home Alone 2 fancy hotel. Um, yeah. Another thing that they changed in this version is I don't think, or at least I don't remember, I only watched it yesterday, but I don't remember, <laughs> if the witches in the 1990 version had powers like these ones do. Like, I don't mm. think they could fly, and I don't think they could, like, shoot these sparks out of their hands. And again, you know, I really wanted them to do something cool with these powers, because if you're going to introduce something that's different from the book and from the other adaptation, then, like... It doesn't go anywhere. It's just kind of, okay, what was that about, you know? Yeah, agreed. Like we mentioned, the Anne Hathaway has this one scene where she shoots lightning out of her hand and disintegrates one of her fellow witches. And that, that never comes up again this entire time. She's trying to kill this little mouse boy. And not once does she think, mm, I'll use my lightning powers that I have. She's like, no, I'm just going to, like, run around and try to stomp him. And that's it. Yeah, okay. You know what? I gotta say, first of all, gotta say, killing kids is bad. Okay, gotta get that out. <laughs> we but have to say gonna, that. But if you're gonna do it and you have lightning powers, just zap them. Just get rid of them that way. Just mm -hmm. zap them. You know, so easy. Zoop zoop. That's it. Done. Yeah, and about. Okay, I just want to talk a little bit about Anne Hathaway because I love Anne Hathaway as an actress. She has done some really, really amazing work i think has she won an oscar i think she's an oscar winner i think or nominated um hang on i do have oh by the way she was nominated for a razzie for worst actress in this oh no <laughs> well but, that um, yeah she and octavia spencer are both oscar winners and stanley tucci has been nominated for an oscar wow i mean yeah. i loved her performance in in les mis I loved both her and Stanley Tucci in Devil Wears Prada, but this was just like such a, and I'm sure everyone else has done this, but it was such a weird performance out of Anne Hathaway. I thought everyone else was great. I love Stanley Tucci. I loved Octavia Spencer. The kid I'm going to give a pass to because he's a child actor and can't really expect much from uh, them, but I was just like weirdly thrown off by Anne Hathaway's kind of whole thing. Yeah. <laughs> um, I do... Well, I don't remember, but I, I read that apparently in the in the book, they they do mention that the witches have this kind of weird accent with the the V's instead of W's and the rolled R's and this metallic rasp underneath. This is one instance where I think you didn't need to stick that close to the book <laughs> because it was such. And I'm Amy. Okay, it was. <laughs> I didn't plan to do an impression for this, but it was like such a. It was so off-putting. Every time she speaks, it is the weirdest experience. Because <laughs> you just, you can't, under, you can't pick up on what she's saying. Because you're so concentrated on this weird accent. Are you going to bless like, us with... Yeah, let's, well, I'm going to try. It was like, uh, I don't remember any lines from this movie, but she's like... <laughs> She's like, we're going to squish the children of my fellow witches are here. It was like, okay, what is going on right now? That was so fucking good, dude. 
I think that was actually better than what happened in the movie. Oh, shit. <laughs> Damn. Step over, Anne Hathaway. We got a oh, new Oscar no. winner in town. <laughs> it was just, to me, it was anything that could have been remotely scary about Anne Hathaway was completely taken away by this weird way that she talks. And it moved it moved her from the point of, you know, just, just kind of weird performance into cringy performance, I would say, with this accent did. It was over the top. And I know that, you know, it's kind of a thing with kids' movies is they tend to go more over the top. But it was it was over the top, like, far more, I think, than it needed to be. <laughs> And like, I will say, she did look like she was having a lot of fun, so good for her. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I bet she had a bunch of fun filming this um, movie. Sadly, though, we did not have much fun watching it. <laughs> well, I mean, it's it's kind of fun to make fun of, but uh, just a weird experience overall to watch. I liked, I think, a bit more Angelica Houston's performance in the 1990 version, because she was a bit more toned down and like we were saying before like the whole point of the witches wearing wigs and gloves and stuff is to hide them from humans so they can go about and do their things without people interfering but in this one Anne Hathaway was so over the top that you're like how does Stanley Tucci not know that something's going on right now like the first time that we meet her Anne Hathaway is like do you like rats (laughs) Stanley Tucci's like no, I I mean, no, I guess not. And Anne Hathaway's like, that is a normal human answer. And you're like, okay, anyway. And he doesn't say anything about it. He's like, okay, I guess it is a normal human answer. Versus Angelica Houston's was just kind of like this very, like, rich, snooty, persona i thought that was a lot more believable of that that people could let her just sort of be like "Mm, that's kind of a weird lady but like let her pass by and not think too much about it Mm -hmm. and i felt like angelica houston if you said she was from norway in that movie i would be like okay if you said anne hathaway was from norway in this movie i would have been like "Ooh, (laughs) are we sure that norway is a country are we sure it's not made up because that That sounds fake to me. That's fake news to me. But you know what? I do think for what they gave her and, you know, for the context of the movie and how they didn't do a terrible job, I I do have a list of people that they were considering for the role of the the witch that went to Anne Hathaway. Um, J-Lo. What? Okay. Mm -hmm. Uh, Uma Thurman. Kate Winslet. Charlize Theron. Oh my gosh. Uh, Rachel Weisz. Uh, Catherine oh. Zeta Jones. Natalie Dormer. Natalie Portman. Oh my Kate God. Beckinsale. Kira Knightley. Out of all of these people, I can't imagine any of them doing this. I feel like the only one I can picture out of that list is probably Uma Thurman. <laughs> yeah, okay, that's true, that's true. Because she is giving me sort of like Poison Ivy in the old Batman films oh, this vibes. Is from true. This. Yeah, wow. And, you know, kind of in the same vein, instead of Stanley Tucci, if they hadn't cast him, they were also considering Simon Pegg. Oh my, um, my boy! Yes! Sasha Baron Cohen, Borat himself, um... <laughs> Christopher Lloyd, Tom Hanks, 
Totally. I'm glad they went with Stanley Tucci, though. I think he did a, a good job in this one. Yeah, I'm glad because Anne Hathaway's performance was so over the top. They needed someone to kind of ground it and and not be so over the top. And Stanley Tucci did a good job of that, I think. Mm-hmm. And I think Octavia Spencer did a good job, yes. too. And I will say the boy in this movie, I liked a lot better than the boy in the 1990 version. That's good. <laughs> <laughs> I did, I did think though that, I feel like this is just kind of a thing in general with most movies. It's very hard to, to pull off, um, a voiceover that doesn't sound weird and unnecessary. And there was a voiceover for this movie, but it didn't, there's very few movies that I'm like, yeah, that movie benefited from a voiceover. And this one was sadly not one of them. <laughs> um, we got Chris Rock, who is the grown up version of the unnamed child doing a voiceover of just sort of like what happened throughout the movie. But it, it just makes the it, I don't know if they were trying to pad the runtime or something, because it is a decently short movie, but it just made it kind of so repetitive, I thought, because it was like the, they'd have things like. The kid going up to the ballroom and hiding under the stairs and whatever. And then we'd have Chris Rock in voiceover be like, I found the ballroom. And that's where I decided to hide when the witches came in. And you're like, okay, we literally just saw that. It was just kind of weird that they would voiceover exactly, you know, what happened. Like when they're running away from Anne Hathaway after they've been turned into rats, you hear Chris Rock's voiceover be like, We'd just been turned into rats, so now we were, we're trying to run away from Anne Hathaway. And you're like, I, I know, because I'm watching that on screen right now. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, that's true. It was very repetitive. I do think the 90 version would have benefited from voiceover, because if I hadn't seen this version beforehand, I would not have known what was going on in the 1990 version. This one was too repetitive, and that one didn't explain enough. Where they, like, you know, before they come up with the plan to put soup in the witch's, put soup in the witch's soup, to put the potion in the witch's soup, they'd just be talking and say, oh, I guess we're mice forever. Oh, the soup. And then they wouldn't explain it. And you'd be like, okay, what about the soup? Like, what Mm. soup are we talking about? So I, I don't know. Both versions are... Opposite, different, bad. (laughs) Opposite, different, bad is a good way of putting it. I, okay, I I, (laughs) kind of, I found this quote. (laughs) I want to share with you, Amy, and see your thoughts about it. Uh, Okay, I found this on Double Toasted, where uh, Corey (laughs) Coleman wrote that the film was a missed opportunity to tell, and I quote, the the ultimate Karen story. As... (laughs) The Grand High Witch displayed mannerisms associated with the stereotype, stating this is an entitled, rude, rich white woman who hates black people, poor people, and kids just because she feels inconvenienced by them and is always calling the manager. (laughs) Oh, my God. Hang on a second. That would have been so good. Okay, okay. This is our version. We got that 60s jukebox musical. We got a Karen origin story. Uh, Ratatouille uh, origin story. Ratatouille origin story. Also, just a little piece of trivia from IMDb. One of the producers was Guillermo del Toro, who wanted the film to be a stop motion film, which I think would have been so much better than this. Do you know what? Okay, I just going to... Let it out here. Hate stop motion. <laughs> really? I think it is the creepiest thing 
ever. I remember watching Wallace and Gromit with my family as a little child and literally having nightmares for years because I I just hate the like creepy ass jittery original Transformers. That's not the guy. Original (laughs) original Terminator way that they move. It creeps me out to this day. But I will say that in stop motion, you can go a lot more over the top than you can with live action. And I feel like something like Anne Hathaway's performance, weirdly, even her voice would go a lot better with animation and specifically stop motion, which is, at least to me, a very spooky animation style. I yeah. think that would have been so good. And I again, would not it would have been it, different. But it would yeah. have been so good. <laughs> it would and it, you know, goes along with all these other kids Halloween movies, uh, you know, all the Tim Burton movies yes. and stuff like that. It would have been like in the same kind of category. I think that would have been so good. I do want to say one more point of trivia here that I have from IMDb and then we can move on to our reviews. This is the most exciting thing that happened regarding this movie and it didn't happen in the movie. It was during filming. There was an incident on set. One of the crew members stabbed Another one of the crew members in the neck. What? Back up. What's up? What? Okay, so IMDb doesn't give us a lot of information about the who's the what's the where's the why's. Um, But during filming, there was an incident on set wherein one crew member stabbed another crew member in the neck. What? Mm Mm-hmm. Well, you know, it is the spooky season, so I guess that is kind of on brand. (laughs) That's like the most interesting thing about this movie. And it didn't even happen in the movie. You know what? I have to say, when we make our inevitable version of The Witches, we will be banning stabbing from production. Yeah. <laughs> Please, no stabbing. Mm-hmm. Um, no shirt, no service, uh, no stabbing, no, no screening. <laughs> what can be our motto? <laughs> you will we not be invited to the premiere if you stab a coworker. That is... True. No, absolutely no stabbings, including geese. Geese are not allowed to stab. They think they can rule the world, but they cannot stab in our studio. Geese need to be put in their place, and we will help them do that uh, by disinviting them to the premiere of Ratatouille. (laughs) So now I think we can get into the reviews of this movie. I'm very curious to see what people thought about it. Because as you mentioned, a lot of people seem to be very forgiving or nostalgic towards the 1990s version. And I have a feeling there's going to be a lot of comparison between them. So we have three IMDb reviews here. The first of which is by user sleepin underscore dragon, who gave it a three out of ten. Oh, my God. And their tagline is... (laughs) (laughs) please make these awful remakes stop period (laughs) and i like how again this is an audio format but i like how i'm reading this just kind of off imdb and the review is written like like a letter (laughs) like with paragraph indentations and like a sign off at the end and like a little introduction it's beautiful sleeping dragon thank you so much for your service (laughs) oh dear comma this should have been good it needed to be good sadly it just isn't it's one of those films where a remake didn't seem to be necessary but as someone that loved roll doll as a child my interest was piqued 
It's consistent throughout, and they did perhaps rush it because of COVID. The special effects look decent in parts. I have to disagree. Uh, and woeful in others. In Hathaway displays personality, it's fair to say, but her accent? If anyone remembers Rent-A-Ghost, I think Miss Popov, she spans countries from Ireland to Russia. It had me chuckling. Once again, please, please try and give us something new and original. Stop taking things that have already been made and making them ten times worse. An extra point for casting would be the wonderful Josette Simon. It made me want to watch Angelica Houston. Um, I paid to download it, and that money could have gone on something less awful, like a Donny Osmond CD. <laughs> and then he signs it, math, three out of ten. <laughs> <laughs> the next review we have is by user questel 18592 who gave it a four out of ten. And their tagline is, nope, exclamation point, <laughs> credit where it's due. And Hathaway seems like she's having a blast with this one. Now that the fun stuff's over, what the hell is this movie? It looks redonkulous. The premise is even more absurd, and it just, none of it makes any sense. Witches are lizard people, and the only way to escape them is to better yourself by being a mouse. <laughs> I'm just not having it. And the whole time I was watching it, I was constantly asking myself, what the fuck? <laughs> This was an insane movie and honestly just not on my wavelength, but I could see people enjoying it. I really don't get how this is a kid's movie, uh, but whatever. Don't watch this. <laughs> there are so many better movies for the whole family, such as uh, the entire Pixar library. Just steer clear and save yourself. <laughs> Damn. The last IMDb review is by user ops-5253.com. Who gave it an, oh my god, an 8 out of 10. And their tagline is, a nice film, dot, dot, dot. Hmm. For the rest of us that thankfully hasn't seen the original, in quotations, <laughs> the original, and that haven't read that Roald Dahl novel, and by most of all, what? And by most <laughs> of all. <laughs> oh, Why sorry. are you always so confused? I'm sorry, girl. <laughs> it's okay. And by <laughs> And by most of all, it's a children's movie with, at times, high-flying cruelty and devilishness that might <laughs> scare the smallest ones. It's well-balanced and made me the grumpy old man. <laughs> and made me the grumpy old man laugh out loud several times. <laughs> um. Wow, Amy, can you give me a the grumpy old uh, man laugh? Ooh, I gotta get into character. Hold on. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Thank you, Sharpay. Just a little heh. Just, just a little, little heh? Yeah, wow, okay. Little... Well, uh, user ops-52535 uh, definitely did a couple hehs in his time watching this. <laughs> With Anne Hathaway and Octavia Spencer head-to-head -head as the good and evil, vice versa, does a magnificent job at these sets. How the producer has been able to sneak in all that witch symbology are just ravishingly well done. Production-wise, it's a galore of flashing lights and color. The plot speed are... Jesus Christ, dude. <laughs> the plot speed are extremely high, and the special effects duly done. Okay, Mr. Bennett. <laughs> I think he's inventing some words. Symbology. <laughs> <laughs> so 
So if I should pick a movie for my grandchildren of the future, this one will certainly, certainly spelled uh, like curtain, uh, certainly one that I <laughs> could wrap myself up in the couch with them kids in, cuddling the sofa pillows to protect us from the evil and devour the fun. So it's a recommend from the grumpy old man. <laughs> Yeah. So he is a grumpy old man. He doesn't just do the grumpy old man laugh. He is the embodiment of grumpy old man. Yeah, he is the grumpy old man. And this did make him laugh, I guess. Uh, um, just a little hit here and there. Just a little hit here and there. We also have five reviews from Letterboxd. The first is by Madison and then a little theater mask emoji who gave it two and a half stars. And Madison says... Octavia Spencer isn't even 50, and they act like she's 70. Bruh. (laughs) The second review is by Patrick, who gave it half a star. And Patrick says, It ends with Octavia Spencer dancing to We Are Family with three CGI mice, just as Roald Dahl specified he wanted in his will. The third review is by Kristen Yansu Kim, who gave it three stars. Wigs were literally snatched. Anne Hathaway serves looks with a black cat. And then in parentheses, same. I kind of cried, question mark. There's a mini Devil Wears Prada reunion, dot, dot, dot. I don't know. Give me this over the boring, grayed out aesthetic of gritty remakes any day. True enough. (laughs) The fourth review is by Lindsay, who gave it three and a half stars. And Lindsay says, I understand this is bad and that I haven't seen the 90s version, but come on, y'all. Bald Anne Hathaway has a forked (laughs) tongue and chicken talons, dot, dot, dot. She turns children into animals in the most horrifying transformation scene ever put on film, dot, dot, dot. Octavia Spencer spends half the movie talking to CGI mice children, and she does not know where to look, dot, dot, dot. (laughs) Rat in capitals, and then clapping emoji. I was scared, dot, 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 but I was impressed. (laughs) That's a work of art. Mm -hmm. And finally, the last review by Lena, who gave it one and a half stars out of five. And Lena says, Anne Hathaway, squish me with your one (laughs) toe. You know, when I asked Anne Hathaway to step on me, this is not exactly what I pictured. <laughs> Her one big old toe stepping all over. Mm-hmm. Well, that's all the reviews we have for today. And now we get to get into our own reviews. Also, by the way, this is the scale of bad movies. So a 10 out of 10 is not a perfect movie. It's just pretty good for a bad movie. And a 1 out of 10 is like so bad. You could you could barely finish it. Amy, okay, quick question. What would you give this version versus the 90s version? I'm going to be honest. I saw the 90s version yesterday. I don't remember a lot about it. Fair enough. Um, I don't know. It's hard to compare them because they're different, but they're also exactly the same. But they're different, but they're also gross, but they're also exactly the same. <laughs> The same so, and they're gross and they're gro then they're the same because of how gross they are. They're the same because of how gross they are, but they're gross in different ways. But plot wise they're the same. But the gross factor is 
different, but the grossness <laughs> level is the same, but the the types of gross are different. Mm. <laughs> that makes weirdly sense. that makes exactly <laughs> that makes exact sense. So I guess I would give it like the same for both of them, or maybe I would give this one like a a point higher because at least Anne Hathaway, she was kind of funny. You know, I will admit she was over the top in a way that was kind of funny to me. Her little accent, love it. It's literally snatching her wig, love it. I don't think Angelica Houston's wig got snatched um, as many times as as Anne Hathaway's wig. Oh, you know, this is this is so difficult because how do you rate something like this that is just so indescribable? We have done our best here today for all of you, but truly it is indescribable. I'll give it like a two. I'll give. Okay. I will. Okay. Okay. Go, go, yeah. I will give the 1990 version like a two out of ten and I'll give this one a two and a half out of ten because Anne Hathaway, she got me with that little accent. She made me laugh a couple of times, <laughs> not in the way they intended. <laughs> It amused me, but I would never watch it again. Amy, I'm so glad you said that. And I have to, <laughs> I have to just assure the good, the good listeners, the good people that the curse has indeed finally been broken. And Hathaway kissed us both square on the lips with this movie with her <laughs> nasty Joker face. <laughs> because I as well was going to give this a 2.5. <gasps> this is perfect. This, this is, is literally amazing. perfect. This is a Halloween miracle. This is a, a Halloween miracle. By the way, just for reference, IMDb gave this a 5.3 out of 10. That's far too high. <laughs> Delusional. Uh, Rotten Tomatoes, the critics gave it a 49%. Disgusting. Um, no. And the audience gave it a 33%. Closer. Closer. Um, still wrong. Still wrong, but, you know, they got the spirit, so... <laughs> Yeah, it just, I don't know, maybe if you got nostalgia for the 90s version that you might like this one, but at the same time, would you? <laughs> would you? I feel like a lot of the time, if you want nostalgia for something, just go back and watch the 90s version. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah don't subject yourself to different different types of gross scariness. <laughs> um, yeah. Wow, I can't believe we've finally broken the curse. I was literally going to give it exactly a 2.5. That is... Damn, we got there. I was almost going to give it a 2, but we got there in the end. We literally um, got there. <laughs> this is so good. I'm so glad we're on the same page. We can go into November with, like, a fresh start after uh, this yes. this tomfoolery that has been going on on this podcast. All of these shenanigans, these goof-em-ups... That have been happening with our with our <laughs> different ratings going on, but yeah, this is very good. Well, not the movie, but our agreement <laughs> on how bad the movie is. <laughs> so this was our last Halloween movie. We we broke our Freaky Friday curse. We got we got back on the same page, and I think that's all we have for you today. So if you wanna recommend any movies for the rest of our fun season, season three. You can always email us some ideas at badmoviesundaypodcast at gmail.com or you can hit us up on Twitter or Letterboxd. We're at BMS Podcast on both. 
And as always, a big thank you to Kevin McLeod for providing our theme song. The song is Riptide, and you can find it on his website, incompetech.filmmusic.io. We have been Bad Movie Sunday. I'm Ashley. I'm Amy. Have a very spooky Halloween. And as this movie teaches us, beware of old women. We'll see you. (laughs) With hats and gloves. With hats and gloves and wigs and shoes. Beware. If they're wearing shoes, they might be a witch. Yeah. Gloves, hats, wigs, shoes. Snatch them. Snatch Snatch that wig clean off. (laughs) We will see you next, next week. As a human? survive. Yeah, or as a mouse. Or as a mouse. (laughs) 